0: Hi and welcome to episode 11 of Set Your Mind To It with Michaela Campbell. This is a podcast where I share personal advice, life experiences and tips to help other ambitious young women to set their mind to it so that they can achieve their goals. For today's episode, I want to finally talk about the 10 signs of perfectionism. This is an episode that I've mentioned a few times I've been meaning to do and it's because it's something I am super passionate about. Most of my personal development journey thus far has been centered around finding out that I'm a perfectionist and doing the work to change that, basically. And I think there's a probably a big misconception out there in the general public about what a perfectionist is. Some people might not see it as necessarily a bad thing. And so I want to dive into exactly what I've learned that a perfectionist is and my own experiences with it because let me tell you I've got a fair few experiences and I want to tell you a little bit about where I am now with that and how it's not something that's set in stone that just because if you listen to this episode and realize because I'll go through the signs you might realize that you are a perfectionist it can be changed so it's not set in stone but this episode is going to be about the science so that you can identify as it and then you can make changes from there if you think this might be Applicable to you. So one of the distinctions I want to make before jumping into it is that being a perfectionist is different to being a high achiever. So when you say perfectionist, some people tend to have a misconception that a perfectionist is someone who's tidy, has it all together, does everything perfectly, and that doesn't sound so bad. It sounds like someone who's got their shit together. But really, being a perfectionist is... Is about putting on that front that you have your shit together, but being scared for people to find out that you really might not actually have your shit together. Um, so it's very different to a high achiever because if you're a perfectionist, you might actually be too scared to put yourself out there because you're scared of failing because that will mean that you're not good enough. So rather than try and fail, you'll protect your potential, which means that you never actually step yourself step outside of your comfort zone. You don't push yourself, um, which means that you can't actually be a high achiever because you're not willing to put yourself out there. You're not willing to try new things, push yourself to your limits. So you're never going to be super successful or achieving all those amazing things in life. A high achiever is someone who is willing to try things and fail and keep trying different things until they achieve the end result. They won't be afraid to put themselves out there because they're not gonna make failure mean something about themselves. They see that as part of the journey. They see that as a challenge. They see it as a learning opportunity, a chance for growth. So it's a very different way of looking at things. And what this boils down to is two types of mindsets. So if you hear someone say, I'm a perfectionist. And when I say this, I'm talking more in personal development um rather than someone who says oh I'm a perfectionist you know I have to do things perfectly I'm speaking about someone who knows that they're a perfectionist from a mindset point of view if they say that what it really means is that they have a fixed mindset and the other side of this so someone who's a high achiever would have a growth mindset there is a whole book on this called mindset by Carol Dweck I'm still in the process of reading that book but I want to give you my perspective because like any of the other episodes I could wait to put this episode out to you till I have can say oh, I've done all the research I can but if I wait till I've done all of that I'll never get these episodes out to you so I want to share what I know from my experience and if you want to hear more definitely go grab that book and give it a read because you'll learn a lot more and it'll be worded differently to what I can tell you so that's also a great resource if you want to grab that but let's jump into it so I've got 10 tips I hope I counted correctly here I've jotted them down over the past few days or few weeks actually this has been an episode I've been thinking about for a while but yeah I've got 10 points so let's jump into it so these aren't in any particular order they were just ones that I was thinking of and ones that I read up on and things that I thought of so the first sign that you might be a perfectionist so when I say perfectionist this means you're in a fixed mindset so keep that in mind but the first sign is that you have all or nothing thinking so with this it might mean you'll see this in your behaviors more so than anything that if you do something you're all or nothing a good example of this might be going to the gym and with the perfectionist mindset this might apply more to some areas of your life than others because it's the fixed mindset and you might be in more of a growth mindset in some areas of your life than others. So same with a fixed mindset, some areas might be more fixed than others. But let's roll with this example, because I work in a gym, I see it a lot. People come to the gym, they smash it out, they join up, they kill it for, you know, three weeks, and then they fall off the bandwagon. It's a very common term on off the wagon, you know, I've stopped coming. And rather than not coming for a day or two and then getting back into it and becoming consistent, a lot of people kind of tend to come to the gym and say, I'm aiming for three to four visits a week. And then they just stop completely. So rather than missing a day or two in a week and then continuing for the other two visits that week, they just stop and they say, oh, I fell off the wagon. This is all or nothing thinking. It's a thought that Well, I'm either going to do it 100% or I'm not going to do it at all. There's no in-between that, oh, I missed a session and I'm just going to keep going. So that's one example. It's a behavior. This might also be seen with dieting in terms of, oh, I'm eating super healthy, super healthy. And then it's Friday night and you have a bit of a binge or you eat something naughty or cheeky, a a bit of a treat on a Friday night in front of the TV and then that leads into the weekend. You might have a few drinks on the weekend, and you have some junk food and some takeaway, and then you just snack, and then you don't ever get back on to your healthy eating that you're doing, and that rolls into the week, and then you don't jump back on. So it's that on or off, off the bandwagon, when what you really need to do is just be like, oh, okay, that's fine. I can go back to what I was doing before, It doesn't have to be all or nothing. Um, There's so many different examples of this, but this can be really applicable from a personal development perspective in terms of um, if you're trying new things, like, for example, you might have picked up a new habit you're trying to journal. I've even been a bit guilty of this. Like, I'll do it really well for, you know, five, six, seven days in a row. And then I stop. And it's not just that I miss one night and then start again. Because like I said, this is some areas of your life that you'll see this more than others. So for me, personal development, it's a journey still working on it. And with the journaling, I'll notice that I'll stop for a few days and then I'll be like, oh, why, why didn't I just miss one night? Why have I stopped completely for weeks on end? Like it's a real vicious cycle. And then I'll start again. Um, And it might be you're trying to start like I guess a lot of people might be trying to do online businesses um, at this point in time because a lot of people are working from home. So maybe you went really gung-ho for those first few weeks and then you didn't see as much growth as you would have liked or you had a bit of trouble setting something up. Maybe it was your online presence or something and you just stopped and rather than Figuring something else out and starting again, trying a different approach, you're just completely out. I know I've done that a little bit with my Instagram, so that's why I've recommitted recently to doing it every day. And that seems a bit like an all or nothing approach to be do it. You're like, Michaela, why are you doing it every day? That's all or nothing. For me, it's about building a consistent habit um, and holding myself accountable. Building habits can be a really great way to just get into doing something without letting yourself think about it um, but yeah definitely I'm still very aware that i am got a lot to work on but all or nothing thinking is definitely the first sign that you might be a perfectionist and while I'm reading this out something to keep in mind is that this isn't just a small majority or small sorry minority of the population that is a perfectionist it's actually quite a large majority of the population that would be perfectionists. so it's not just you know that female that was really smart and had everything together in high school it's men it's women different ages different people it's got to do with a fixed mindset so don't get caught up in thinking it's a certain type of personality um or a person that presents himself in a certain way and it's definitely not someone who's neat and tidy So keep that in mind for the next points. The second point I've got here, these are definitely not in a great order, but we'll just roll with it. The second point is procrastination. So I think I've spoken about this a little bit already because it's definitely something I have experienced a lot of. I have identified as a procrastinator throughout the majority of my life and it's still something that I'm working really hard on. To change um, because this is something I think of this mindset, so the growth and the fixed mindset, as a, more of a spectrum than one or the other. But with procrastination, so if you're a perfectionist, you're wanting to protect your potential, and procrastination gives you an excuse for if you don't do well on something, so you leave it till the last minute, you submit it, you still get it in, then you can say, if you get a good mark, so I've done a lot of this from the perspective of, you know, academics, so school work, uni work. Um, I think a lot of people relate to procrastination in that kind of sense of study and work um, when you have to get things in on time. So if you leave it till the last minute, if you do well, then you get to say, oh my God, imagine how well I would have done if I had of Not left it till the last minute if I had have had more time and put more effort into it. So you think, well, you get to protect your potential. You don't know how well you could have done, but you know it could have been better. So that makes you feel good. And on the flip side, if you don't get a great mark or you don't do so well or don't get good feedback, then you get to go, oh, well, it's because I left it till the last minute. That wasn't my best effort. Therefore, that's why I didn't do well. It's an excuse. It's an easy way out either way it works in your favor regardless of if you do well or if you don't do well and being a perfectionist the other points will probably tie into this and give you more context but you probably still do all right you're probably not failing you're probably getting decent marks still but you're never actually finding out how well you could be doing because you never push yourself to the limit because you don't want to fail at anything so you're never really testing yourself you're always staying within your comfort zone and procrastination is a massive part of this. And I did do a whole episode on how to stop procrastinating. And that is episode two. So I won't go into this point too much because that's a 50-minute episode on procrastination if you want to learn more about procrastination. But just know that it is one of the signs of perfectionism. So the third point is you might have a fear or you definitely will have a fear of failure. It's part of the mindset. So I'm just going to get up a little picture here because I found it when I was looking for a bit of information about the Fixed Versus Growth Mindset and it's by Carol Dweck and I thought it was just a really good um, little way to explain so that I can word it nicely for you guys the two mindsets and why a fear of failure is a part of the perfectionist mindset. So um, also on a little side note, because I haven't mentioned it yet, which is strange, Sam Laura Brown has a great podcast called The Perfectionism Project. And this is where I've learned so, so, so much about my own perfectionist mindset. A couple of years ago, I didn't even know anything about this. But now that I know that I think this way, I've been able to learn some really great strategies that are specific to me and my perfectionism. So if you want to learn some similar stuff, go check out her podcast as well, because she's got tons of episodes, like the whole podcast is about it. So check that out. But for fear of failure, um, so in the fixed mindset, there's this little diagram I'm looking at now. You believe that your intelligence is static. So... With the fixed mindset, it's all about fixed traits. You can't change. You believe that talent leads to success, not effort. And this is something I definitely believed. Um, And just going through here, that belief that it's static then leads leads to a desire to look smart and therefore a tendency to avoid challenges and to give up easily and then to see effort as fruitless or... Worse and then to ignore useful negative feedback. So, all of those things then lead to feeling threatened by others or the success of others, and then as a result, people with this mindset may plateau and achieve less than their full potential. So, that's a great summary of the fixed mindset, and all of this just ties into. That there's a massive fear of failure because it's tied into self worth. If you think that your intelligence, for example, because that is a big part of this mindset, if you believe any of your abilities, but let's say intelligence, is fixed, if you fail at something and your intelligence is set and cannot be changed, then you fail. That means that you are not intelligent. You're not intelligent enough to do that task and that can't be changed. And how can that not be tied to your self-worth and everything that you think about yourself if you can't change it? That's going to feel horrible. And therefore, you're not going to want to fail because you're not going to want to feel horrible as humans. We do everything we can to avoid pain. It's hardwired into us. And you can just see, like, I don't even know how to explain it besides that, that there's a massive fear of failure because... You can't do anything to change it because you believe it's all set in stone. But little secret here, it's not. (laughs) This is just a mindset. There is two options here. But if you fail, you're going to make it a really horrible experience. You're going to make it mean things about you as a person. And you're not going to be able to change that. So you're going to avoid failure at all costs. And that leads to the procrastination because you're not willing to put yourself out there and test your potential you'll avoid challenges and it's all got to do with the fact that you're so scared of failing because it is so tied to your self-worth and you don't want to do things to make yourself feel crappy so if you're scared of failing at things that is a massive sign that you have the perfectionist mindset the fourth one the fourth symptom is people pleasing so like I said this isn't about being neat and tidy by now you're probably starting to see a bit of a theme but this is something that I know I've experienced my whole life like I think a lot of people experience this and this definitely comes into that a lot of people do have the fixed mindset um so if you find yourself doing pretty much anything to please others putting your own wants and needs aside so that you can put someone else's wants or needs before yours because you'd rather please them, make them happy, have them think something good of you, then that's a fair sign that you are in the perfectionist mindset. And the reason we do this is because, again, we think our abilities are fixed. So our talent, our traits, our abilities, they're all set. And if they're all set, then we want other people to validate those we don't want them to find out that maybe we're not as good at something maybe we're not as intelligent maybe we're not as capable um whatever it might be we don't want people to find that out and so we go out of our way to please others to feel worthy to have their validation um Yeah, it's just a massive part of it. It's all about not... Because I think if you feel good enough within yourself, you don't look for validation. So, you know, people say get comfortable in yourself, don't care what anybody else thinks. You have to be really comfortable and confident in yourself and in your own abilities to do that. And if you're not really confident and comfortable within yourself then you're going to look to others to provide that reassurance and validation that you're good enough and that you're worthy and to give you those feel-good feelings um, to validate you. So that's where the people-pleasing comes into it because people with a perfectionist mindset often, because they believe their abilities are fixed, don't think they are good enough, don't think that they can become good enough. So therefore, they look for other people to tell them that they are And I have definitely done this through friends and partners and just every area of life, you know, it might be in the workplace that you look to um, please a boss or colleagues. It might be to fit in with a friend group. It comes up in so many different ways um, because yeah, it's just ingrained within your mindset. But the flip side of this is there is the growth mindset. So Keep that in mind for all of these points. There's another option for all these. So the fifth point is avoiding effort. Or you might have a fear of wasting effort. Basically, because you'll look at it as if you have to put in effort and you're thinking in the back of your mind that all abilities are fixed, the harder you have to try to do something, the less capable or maybe the less smart that you are so for example you think everyone's got let's go with intelligence because it's a pretty easy example to work with and it's quite common that maybe person in high school that you know got the 99 ATA or whatever scoring system at whatever school you went to that they use because I know not everyone is going to be from Victoria but whatever scoring system they use they got the really high score at the end of high school but they made it look effortless they got that 99 and it was appearingly um, quite easy for them and didn't look like they had to put in any effort because I was so smart that then you see yourself as if you have to put in effort you're not as smart as them because you're seeing their intelligence is fixed and your intelligence is fixed and the more effort you have to put in to try and get the same result means that you're not as smart so you'd rather not put in effort um and not test yourself and push yourself because you think it's all fixed anyway you want to appear it's all about appearances with the fixed mindset so appearing to others that you can do things effortlessly because it makes you seem smarter it's all about projecting that image of being smart being intelligent um being capable without having to try because if you try then you're obviously not as smart or as capable in this mindset not saying that's actually true that's just a thought that you'll have so there is a massive fear of wasting effort um whereas really think about this no effort is actually wasted if you choose to do something and put effort into it the flip side is if you hadn't have done that and you hadn't have put in the effort the effort wouldn't have been used anyway so yeah that was I don't think that was a great explanation but you can't actually waste effort um but if you're in the perfectionist mindset you'll have a massive fear of trying and then it not being worth it but that's really just not the case And I think this is one of the last points that I'm just going to jump to and bring it up a little bit higher. So I'm just going to tick it off now. So I remember, I've done it. But I think this is really important to touch on because I've mentioned it in pretty much all the other points. So that would be number six now. Yep, six, just had to count that out. But another sign that you're a perfectionist is that you will identify as smart or intelligent. I've mentioned it as an example so many times because this is a part of the perfectionist mindset is that, you will have been potentially praised as a kid for being really intelligent. Um, and you would have been praised, I talked about this in another episode, I think the last one just gone, but you will have been praised for your results, not your effort. So as a kid, you might have got good scores, good grades, and you will have been praised for doing well, being like, well done for getting that A+. plus." Um, you would have never been praised... Or unlikely that you would have been praised for putting an effort regardless of if you got a good or bad result it likely would have been all results focused and you would have started to create an identifier and <laughs> create an identity or identify as a person who is smart so you you might have been doing quite well academically and then this leads to a belief as an adult that you're smart or intelligent which in and of itself shouldn't be a problem but the fact is that you think this is fixed because you're always praised for your results that you got you were never praised for the effort that you put in and it just becomes like a self-fulfilling prophecy of oh well you're smart so you get good grades and you never well you stop putting in effort because you didn't get praised for putting in effort so you put in less effort still get good results, get praise for that and get told you're smart. And this is what builds that fixed mindset that your abilities are fixed, your intelligence is fixed. And when I started reading this book Mindset, I had to really think about this because there was a few questions at some, um, four different questions about do you believe someone's intelligence is fixed or do you believe people can change your intelligence? And I had to think long and hard about it because I was like, oh, Like I kind of theoretically, I had done enough personal development by this point when I got the book to know that intelligence is not set, but I'm also like, but that's been my belief most of my life that, yeah, intelligence is fixed. I definitely thought it my whole high school life that, you know, intelligence was set. You had smart people and people that weren't so smart and I'd always identified as someone, because in in this perfectionist mindset, it's just one of the symptoms of it. I'd identified as someone who was smart. I'd done well in school, which provided references to back up my belief that I was smart. And then because of that, I developed this mindset and I did kind of have the belief that everyone had set intelligence. I figured that, you know, the Einstein's of the world were born einsteins i didn't really consider that they put in effort and they tried and tried and tried and had different approaches um until they succeeded i just kind of thought oh well they were born smart um and this is one you might really like i did i had to really think about this one so you might have to really think about whether you view intelligence as set or whether you see it is variable if you see it as something that can be developed With effort then that's a growth mindset so that's a great place to be in but a lot of people might not have had that experience they might not have had that those affirmations growing up for effort it might have been more results focused and this will have led to an identity as being a smart or an intelligent or an academic person um, which then leads to all these other symptoms which is why I thought I better mention it before going on with all of the other points so number seven just making sure i'm still in order now is that you'll likely have very high standards this one in terms of from a mindset point of view how it ties in i guess in terms of if you've got a set belief about the abilities that everyone has and you've got a certain belief that you have a certain amount of intelligence or abilities in different areas um then you're gonna have quite high standards because i'm just trying to think how to best word this one it's a bit of an odd one i definitely know it is a symptom it's a sign i definitely am guilty of having high standards of it goes both ways of myself and of others um the only well, not the only the downside to this is if you've got really high standards for yourself, so part of this perfectionist mindset is you know being smart, doing well, not putting in effort, um all of these kind of things, you'll hold yourself to a really high standard to a certain extent that's probably served you well because you've done well maybe in school and academically. Um, you might have suffered from stress and procrastination and all those other symptoms, but it might have served you because you've held yourself to a really high standard and, you know, to an outsider, you might be viewed as someone quite successful, which you might be, but you're also going to be limited, like we said, protecting that potential. Um, The other problem with this is that you're really... One side is that you're going to be highly critical of yourself because you've got such high standards. They're going to be super hard to meet. And if you've got fixed abilities, you're not going to be um, kind to yourself. You're going to be like, well, you didn't achieve that. Um, So therefore, you're just not good enough because you can't change. That is fixed. The other side of this is that you'll project this onto other people you'll have really high expectations and standards for others. I want to say in some ways it might be useful in bringing people up, but often it's not the case. It's going to lead to really critical thinking of others and judgment of others for not meeting those standards, of not holding themselves to the same high standards. And it's just not a positive thing, even though it might seem like a positive from a surface level. When you bring it down to the roots of the beliefs, they don't tend to sit in positivity. It's all negative in terms of the judgment, the harshness of yourself and others. So I wouldn't say that's a good one. I feel like I probably have to do a little bit more digging into that one in terms of a mindset. But be aware that if you have high standards, it is definitely a sign of perfectionism. So number eight is a massive one, a fear of judgment. I think this ties in with the people pleasing um, quite nicely as one of the signs and symptoms. I have suffered from this my whole life. I have been petrified to put myself out there, to be judged by others in any way, shape or form. I've, in group settings with friends, I would rather, or I have been in the past, it's something... I'm definitely on a journey with this. I feel like looking back, I was even looking up, um, like I said before, the fixed and growth mindset and I actually went, wow, I've actually come a bit of a way from where I was, but I definitely in the past have been someone that was too scared to speak up in a group setting with my friends, like my close circle of friends that changed from years to years in school. As a teenager, um, even outside of school, in uni, in workplace, it's translated to every area of my life. But basically what I was trying to say is that I had such a fear of judgment that I wouldn't speak up in group settings because I'd had a lot of experiences in the past where I'd been spoken over and sometimes I would say something, wouldn't get responded to. And so I learned to eventually avoid speaking up because there was the risk that there would be no response, um, bad response, just lack of interest. And I was so scared. I used these references from my past as a reason to go, okay, people are judging what I'm saying they're not interested, they don't care, they think I'm saying stupid things, asking stupid questions. I had just all these beliefs around not speaking up because I was so scared of what people would be thinking about me saying something. I've definitely come a long way from there and it's something that I've worked on to get more and more comfortable and still working on but trying to get more comfortable to just say what is on my mind regardless of whether someone chooses to acknowledge me or not, because now I can see that's more a reflection on the other person. If they choose to ignore me when I've asked them a direct question, that's more a reflection on the type of person they are than a reflection of me and what I've said. But trust me, I haven't seen it that way in the past. That's definitely come through work and I guess having a bit more belief in myself as someone who has something interesting to say, um that's worth listening to rather than letting other people make that decision whether I have something interesting to say or not, I've decided that rather than letting them letting them decide that. But this fear of judgment has an relayed onto other areas such as putting myself out there for things. Um it might be sport related, it might be um I did put myself out there for like some leadership positions. Um, at school but that was definitely scary but it was something I did because I think that probably fit into my identity as someone who is smart who has high standards um, is driven it kind of fit into that persona but I was also terrified at speaking out Um, I could do the public speaking side of things which is a different story but in terms of like if I had to do a speech that I had to write myself petrified i would much rather I could do a speech that someone else had written but if I had to do a speech that I'd written myself that terrified me like what an example I remember I did drama in the high school having to come up with something and present it to the drama class for them to judge whether it was funny or not worst nightmare that fear of judgment I did it but I definitely dropped it after a semester or so um because I had such a deep fear of judgment and it's something that's still there I've even avoided posting on social media at times just because of people what again people are going to think of you know this photo that I post um like it is so deeply infiltrated throughout my life so I just wanted to give you lots of examples because depending on who you are this may or may not be as prominent. But for me, I know this is definitely one, I think, with some of the other signs, I've been able to work on them more in terms of, you know, I can be a bit more aware of fear of failure. I can work on my procrastination. I can work on my thinking about all or nothing. Um, But fear of judgment from others, because it comes down to really such a deep rooted belief that as humans, we are wired for survival If we are judged by others and rejected years years and years and years ago, that would have meant that you got outed from your clan or whatever it was back then of people and then you would die because you didn't have the protection of the herd. Might be a better word for it. Um, And that would lead to not having food, not having heat, not having shelter and death. So the human brain is wired to think rejection from others equals death super painful avoid at all costs this then translate to a current day fear of judgment because it's a fear of being rejected but now not useful we're not going to die but that's how painful it is so it's definitely one that I think people will relate to Um, and I just want you to be aware of it because it might be one of the harder ones for me it definitely has been to work on but to overcome it you do have to learn to put yourself out there and have belief in yourself but that's whole another episode I'll just try to stick to the signs and symptoms rather than going into how to fix them all but that is number eight fear of judgment so two more to go the ninth symptom is that you are probably very results focused and I probably have touched on this a bit because when I was talking about as a kid you were probably praised for your results so this has probably led to a belief or just led to a focus that results are everything because you don't think of effort as being worth anything you think results are what matters because if you've got fixed abilities doesn't matter how much effort you put in you've only got a fixed limit that you can get to so That's what you focus on. You focus on the result that you can get because that is the reflection of yourself when you're in this perfectionist mindset. And I'm just going to read out this little picture's got a little representation that I'm looking at, different to the one before, but just to give you some examples that might help here. So some things that you might think in the fixed mindset and might help to explain why your results focused is... Um, things like, I'm either good at it or I'm not. My abilities are unchanging. I can either do it or I can't. I don't like to be challenged. My potential is predetermined. That's a biggie. When I'm frustrated, I give up. Feedback and criticism are personal. I stick to what I know. And failure is the limit of my abilities. That's it. One I haven't even heard before. I think failure is the limit of my abilities. I've definitely been having a bit of a motto myself lately of failure is an opportunity to grow. That's the growth mindset and you can check out my Instagram. There's a lot of quotes about seeing failure as an opportunity but in the fixed mindset you'll see failure as the limit of your abilities. So therefore you're super focused on the results. Because they are the reflection of your abilities, and if you're getting good results, then it's showing that you have good abilities, you're capable of great things. So, the moment you fail, that's then tied to your abilities and your worth and what you're capable of. And if you see that as unchanging, as preset, as one of these examples was, as either good at it or not, you're going to be so disheartened, unmotivated. Because it's a limiting belief and it's not true. So little secret here, the growth mindset is the one that's actually correct. You can change your ability. So Carol Dweck talks about this in her book, but it's not fixed. It's a mindset, but the truth is you can actually change your intelligence. You can develop, you can learn with effort. But yeah, number nine, symptom is that your results focused, not effort focused. And ten... This has probably been touched on in the seventh point, but we'll finish it off with 10, is that you're highly critical of yourself. So if you're a perfectionist, like I said, you're probably not neat and tidy, but you will be highly critical of self. And I know that this is true because this is a symptom I am definitely guilty of. Um, I have such high standards for myself And this is where the high standards are, the problem is that for me, for others, I'll talk about from my experience, I'm so critical of myself in every area of life, whether it's achieving things from an academic point of view, or if it's achieving things with health and fitness, if it's achieving things um, with personal development, with finances, this comes through in all aspects of my life because I hold myself to such a high standard but I'm also so critical of myself if I don't meet that standard because the bar is so high it's super hard to meet therefore I'm going to be super critical to well try to get myself there but it doesn't really work and this is probably something so as I've gone through this list I think there's definitely ones that I've improved on more than others and being highly critical of myself I think others might relate to this it's super hard to change that internal narrative to a more positive one where you're not beating yourself up because it's habitual it's those go-to thoughts um, but beating yourself up doesn't lead to making um, decisions from a motivated place if you beat yourself up and I think I did talk about this in another episode it's taking you to a negative state negative emotions it doesn't lead to positive outcomes or positive actions because it's putting you into a negative state which leads to negative actions um, which often means you're not going to get things done which is probably what you're beating yourself up over in the first place um i won't tell if i was just thinking about it but i'm not going to dive into things you can do to help change that but be aware of if you're highly critical of self- it's a very likely sign that you are a perfectionist so i want to run through all these symptoms in one list so you can hear them all again in one spot and i want you to think as i read through these do they apply to me because if they apply to you there's so many great resources so often you might think it's not useful to put a label on things and i think in a lot of situations that's true Certainly working in the health industry, I can see how labels can be negative. But in this instance, having the label of being a perfectionist or even just knowing that you're in the fixed mindset, maybe that's more relatable to you than a perfectionist. Um, This label gives you a way to find resources that help you to get out of this because there's a lot more to be gained from being in a growth mindset in terms of the way that you feel, the things that you can achieve, the quality of your life. Um, It's, yeah, there's a lot to be gained from a growth mindset. And maybe that'll be a whole nother episode. If you guys are interested, let me know. Send me a message on Instagram if you'd like to hear that more or leave a review. But um, yeah, I'll go through the signs so that you can then find these resources on perfectionism. So, that you can learn about it and find out the strategies that you can put in place to change things if you wish to. If you've listened to the episode this far, you probably wish to, I would assume. So, symptom one is all or nothing thinking, symptom two is procrastination, symptom three is a fear of failure, number four is people pleasing, five is avoiding effort or a fear of wasting effort, number six is identifying as being smart or intelligent number seven is having very high standards of yourself and others eight is a fear of judgment from others number nine is being super results focused rather than effort focused and number 10 is being highly critical of yourself so those were the 10 signs of perfectionism there might be others out there but those were the 10 that i've rounded up for today's episode To give you a bit of an idea and just some points to finish off on is that it is a learned behaviour. Um if you're interested, please go read Carol Dweck's book on mindset. She is the one that's done the research on fixed mindset versus growth mindset. Um so you will learn this behaviour, which means you can unlearn it, or it means you can learn the growth one, whichever way you want to look at it. Unlearning the fixed one or learning the growth mindset. I personally have come on I don't want to say a maybe I'll say a long way. I've learned a lot in the time that I've been doing personal development and I can see how I wouldn't say that I'm in a growth mindset yet that's what I'm working on that's what all my personal development really is working towards is being in a growth mindset at the end of the day but I still think in a lot of ways in a fixed mindset Because it's habitual, it takes a long time to reprogram those thoughts. But things like when I look at this little picture, I've got it up in front of me again. I'm making a conscious effort um, to think thoughts like failure is an opportunity to grow, successful people fail before they figure out the successful method. Um, Challenges help me to grow, or even a belief that I've been adopting a lot lately is do the things that scare you, Um, like I like to try new things, all of these beliefs that are in this little, it's two little heads facing each other for those that are listening um, of the growth mindset and the fixed mindset. I can see a lot of the thoughts now that are in the growth mindset that I've adopted. So although I might not be in a growth mindset because I've still got a massive fear of judgment and I'm still a people pleaser and I'm still critical of myself, I can definitely see that I've adopted a lot of growth mindset so it's a spectrum and you can work towards it and if I've been able to make progress towards it and start to adopt some of these growth beliefs then you can too so yeah keep that in mind that just because you found out hey today now all of a sudden I know I'm a perfectionist doesn't mean that that's it for life because if you're in a fixed mindset that's probably what you will assume okay I'm a perfectionist that's it cool good to know No, there's things you can do to be more empowered and to take more control of your life. And in saying that, it will affect different areas of your life differently. So for some people, they might be in a growth mindset about health and fitness, but be in a fixed mindset about academics or personal development or um, maybe business or something like that. So it will show up differently in different areas. Don't think this is a blanket. So yeah have a look at your life and see if you've got a fixed mindset in some areas rather than saying that you have a fixed mindset or have a growth mindset just in general. And then one of the things I've just jotted down here is that the solution as a whole, just a little finisher, is to have effort-based goals. So this isn't the solution for perfectionism, but it's one thing that you can do to help get yourself out of a fixed mindset is to have everything be based on the amount of effort that you put in and set goals around effort rather than goals around results. Um, I don't want to go into it too much now because, yeah, it's already been almost close to 50 minutes, so I think we'll wrap it up there. But I hope that you found this episode helpful and now hopefully you know what a perfectionist is. You'll feel empowered and be able to go out and find some resources that might be helpful to take control of your thinking. Because now you know what you're thinking, you've got a label for it, which means you can find the resources. So go check out Sam Laura Brown's podca- podcast called The Perfectionism Project or read Carol Dweck's book. Oh my gosh, book. Clearly time to wrap up the episode because I can't speak anymore, getting too late into the night. But go check those out. Let me know if you want to hear a bit more from me on this because as i've said i've had a lot of experience about identifying as a perfectionist and i've also spent a lot of time on working on things to change that and to improve myself because i want to not because i feel that i have to but yeah if you want to hear from my perspective let me know and i can do a bit more on perfectionism but otherwise i hope you've enjoyed this episode if you have please share a picture a screenshot of the episode and share it on social media it would be a great way to help other people find the podcast that they can take benefit from it as well tag me in it i'm at set your mind to it underscore on instagram and please if you have enjoyed it take the time to give the podcast a review on whatever you're listening on scroll down find those five stars and please tap a five star rating if you've enjoyed it and leave a review if you've got a chance thanks so much for listening and i'll chat to you next week Bye.